0: Welcome to a new episode of NY Fans Podcast with we'll hosts David Sharman, and Chris. Please make sure to follow us on Twitter at Just Fans Podcast, Instagram at Just Fans Podcast. As we get into another week of the offseason, um, the draft is finally over. We will uh, give more descriptions on basically our, the draft. Uh, but for now, let's get into some football news real quick. Jameis Winston finally signs the contract with the Saints. As a backup, um, 1.1 million dollars plus incentives, um, depending on Drew Brees' situation. Uh, I'm going to start this off with you, Charmin. Uh What what can what can Winston bring to this team, and what does that mean uh, for Winston uh, joining the Saints? I think I think
1: he could spell uh, Drew Brees if something happens. Uh, on, um I think he should he could be able to. I think I think uh, over the over the last couple months, talking about how bad he's, of a season he had, I think uh, we've had time to kind of dissect what it looks like, what it looked like, and as bad as it looked, and it really was bad. I mean, for uh, yeah. when a player throws, when a quarterback throws that many interceptions, and don't forget he had other turnovers where he fumbled the ball too and stuff like that. So when you when you have uh, that many turnovers as an NFL player, I mean, to me, that calls into question a lot of things about you personally. That's why I think this whole move is about Jameis more than it is about the Saints. I think I think the Saints, yeah, could definitely get the one-year, you know, um, assurance that maybe they could bring him in if Drew Brees gets injured or something, and then uh, because of the kind of leadership that team has, they could probably curtail his decision-making, where they make him make specific throws at specific times instead of just having him make, you know, all the t- decisions. Um, I think that works in his favor because you're kind of taking the the whole thought process out of his hand, which I think he feels that miserably. I think one of his biggest uh, – I think his biggest uh, – um, what is say, weakness is that he's um, he's really bad at, at processing. He's bad at processing. I don't think he I don't think he has an issue with understanding scheme. I don't think he he has an issue understanding um, you know where the ball has to go. but I think he kind of it's, it's almost it looks like to me like he just kind of loses it like he like let's say your process is supposed to go one two, three, four five. And in my opinion, like I can't find the words to explain, but what, like the like what it looks like to me, instead of going one, two, three, four, five, like he's supposed to, he goes one, two, and something happens between two and three that creates an issue with the rest of the numbers. Where instead of going to three, he sometimes goes to five, and then he goes to three back, and then he goes to four. You know, like it's like it's like he's he just gets confused with the process where. You know, you know. I don't know if it's the system where he has to read, where he has to understand, okay, the safety comes down here, the ball has to go, and then he just loses it. Like, whatever mm. the process is supposed to be, it just seems like he goes from knowing what he's supposed to do to losing his mind completely. And there is times, though, that you will see him go through the process perfectly, and the throw is immaculate. He has the potential to become an elite quarterback. That's the, I think that's the most confusing thing about that guy is that he, if you will see him make not only throws because quarterbacks could make throws all the time, but you'll see him process perfectly a defense, understand where the, where the ball is supposed to go and let the ball go. And it's a perfect pinpoint pass. His form is good. His, his, his feet is good. His arm is good. Everything is good on the throw and it's a perfect throw and then he will do that once or twice a game and you're saying like if you could do it once or twice a game why aren't you doing it more often you know and 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 i think i think um we were talking about it now i think it was our last episode we were talking about the whole training thing where he had that exercise that we were like kind of befuddled about um it's (laughs) it's (laughs) it seems it's to me to me again i think I I I'm, I don't know if I'm trying to I'm reading too much into this, but he is stuck into what he thinks is the best way for him to take his career instead of trying to take information from other people, like people that actually know what they're suppo- he's supposed to do. I don't think he's leaning on the right people for the information that he needs to kind of advance himself, you know. And for that, I think that's where the one-two five four three thing goes instead of one two three four five where he kind of knows where he's supposed to go but he needs somebody to connect the two to the five like two okay three goes next four goes next five goes next four goes, you understand what i'm saying you know and to me that's what i'm looking at i'm it's just crazy how a guy with the, that kind of talent could be so uh like you know confused You know, sometimes he just looks way too confused for a pro pro football quarterback. It makes absolutely no sense to me.
2: You know what? I think this was a really good move on his part to sign with the Saints because there probably wasn't really many other offers for him to start anywhere else. Maybe as a backup somewhere and a possibility battling somebody for a starting spot. But I think, you know what? I know the money's not good for him here, (laughs) but uh, I think it should pay off in the end if everything works out right. Chris, let
1: let, let the people know how much the contract was, by the way.
2: (laughs) Oh, it was like a million dollars, right, to sign and maybe another four million in incentives. But um, yeah, but I I I think just working under, working with Sean Payton, watching Drew Brees and just learning, just this year, learning the position better Because here's another thing. He's only 25 years old.
1: Yep. So he's
2: still got 20 years left. So if he could, you know, try to improve as much as he can this year and then next year he could be the top free agent quarterback next offseason, you know, going in. So he could cash in big time next year if everything falls right. But um, he's also got to get in some games too, I would (laughs) think, to prove that he's changed, you know. So – you know, hoping that Breeze could take a week off or two if he has to and and all that. But I, I think in the end this is this'll be a good move for him. Agreed.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um and also hopefully uh you know, it's the art of just uh limiting his turnovers because he's not a bad quarterback. He he's really he's really not. I, I done saw I done saw worse. <laughs> so yeah. this is not really bad for this kid. Um and also yeah. with this bit with this going on with this, <laughs> Um, if what happened, what if Drew Brees get injured again? Um, and Winston actually performs well, like you know, like Bridgewater. Maybe it's not too many quarterbacks for what Chris was saying, and it's not too many quarterbacks in free agency. Uh, Chris, could you give us the names of uh, those quarterbacks that's going to be free agents after the season coming up? Oh, possibly
2: you got a couple top ones, like um, Dak Prescott is one possibility. Uh, crazy that's, if he gets to that point you know we never know he might <laughs> I'm not sure if he will but uh, uh, yeah
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> another yeah, confusing I, subject yeah. right right yeah
2: that's one of those all right we'll, we'll get to that one um, I I would say it's him it's um, wait hold on a minute
0: I've got Andy Dalton Correct. Well, all, yeah. Yeah. Mitch yeah. uh, Trubisky. No, Trubisky's a, a possibility. Own. If yep, they don't. If he, yes. Mr.
1: Because Trubisky. they did not pick up his fifth year option, right?
2: Correct. Right. Yeah. And right now, it we, we're forgetting. We, we mentioned it earlier. It was possibly Cam Newton, too.
1: Yeah. Depending on what he happens. He hasn't signed anywhere. Yep. Right. right.
2: Philip Rivers might be a possibility. Yeah. But because I think if he's. He only has a one year deal. Yeah. I'm thinking if Rivers has a bad year, he's probably going to be done. Yes. And if he has a good year, I'm thinking the Colts will resign him for one more year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, eight, um, excuse me. Let
0: me. Go back to quarterback for a second,
2: just to uh, name a few guys: just, Dalton, Brissett.
0: Um, it just seems like it just yes. seems like the quarterbacks is not. No, yeah. The free agency is not really much options. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Not, so he
2: should have he should have the free. You know, he could cash in big time next year. If it all you and, know, kind of like what Bridgewater did this year.
0: Yes.
1: And to add and to add to uh probably um into twenty twenty one kids coming in from uh from college, um there yes, there will be at least three kids that would be vying for starting jobs because they're gonna be that good. Uh but but that would be three, that'd be it. And there will be opening more. Open. There would be listen, I, it, you know, the, what we're trying to say here is, we're um, there. Re, there will be opportunity for James to get another starting job if he one learns from uh, uh, the situation he's in now and mm-hmm. become better, and two, given the opportunity, like Chris said, if he does get into a few games, he plays like he has learned and beca- and get and got better. So I, I, um, you know, we think that. There's a great possibility that he could play himself into a starting job next year.
0: Yeah, I agree to that. Um, Let's move on to uh, the NFL season. Uh, NFL season could be postponed a month. They talking about Super Bowl could be February 7th uh, to no, uh, February 7th could be postponed to February 28th. So far, the season is 16 games. No. What is it? No weeks off. No weeks off. Uh, since they're gonna postpone it a month, and also uh, for what I'm for what I'm just seeing on ESPN right now, uh, Roger Goodell last month voluntarily requested to the Leeds Comp- compensation committee that his salary could be reduced to zero, which was accepted and which was effective weeks ago from Art Rooney. Uh, still, his owner Art Rooney. So. <laughs> With that being said, um, Chris, where do you see this? Where do you see the season going? Will it go 16 or will it go 12 games? Uh, what is your take on it?
2: Oh, I, I don't think anybody knows right now. I think that's why the the league is going to wait to announce any schedule, right? I think we would have got the schedule. I think next week, yes, or the week after, right? Um, yeah. So I, I think I think they're waiting to see, you know, because with, with with everything we're going through, uh, some states are opening, some are nowhere near opening and it's almost like it's changes week to week around uh, in certain states so i think they're hoping you know by delaying as much as they can they could get a full season in like they, they're gonna hold out as long as they can they're, they're the only league that could possibly do that right now Is kind of weak yeah. so I, I it's it's really a wait and see situation you know and maybe we're only gonna get 12 games maybe we're gonna get 14 games Maybe we'll get a full schedule. Um, I think they're – I'm hoping at least that, it, they, you know, they're already thinking about, okay, if we're only going to get a 12-game schedule, um, what are we going to go? Are we going to just knock off the first four games of our schedule that we have worked out? Or are we going to come up with a whole new schedule of 12 games? You know, like baseball, they're, they're talking three, three different divisions – or two leagues, you know, so they they have options. And same thing in the NFL, I think they're going to go – I'm sure they got a think tank right now with a bunch of with – a, with a conference going on, like, all right, what can we do if this happens? What if – you know, it's probably right. – I mean, to assume – I'm, I'm going to assume that's, there's going to be no fans in the stands, so that's going to be out the window. So um, maybe they, they might go to neutral site locations. You don't know. I mean, if there's going to be no fans yeah. – then why have these guys travel around to different stadiums if no one's going to have a home field advantage anyway?
1: Yeah, right? exactly. May well yeah, just have yeah.
2: In a couple of stadiums and that's it. So just they, the travel is down. To yeah,
1: like I mean, advantage. oh, sorry about that, Chris. No, okay. I, you know, it just, it just, it just made so much sense what you just said to me. Um, and I didn't want to forget my, my, what I was thinking about. Um, it just makes so much sense that, um, I think, I think at the end of the day, I think not only sports, in, but I think our whole our country in general, we basically uh, uh, kind of in a, in a, you know, we're stuck in the middle of nothing right now. And all, all like Chris said, the, 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 the constant uh, creating a situation where we could best, uh, best understand how to deal with things going forward is what's going on now. And until we could have a clearer picture of what's going on, I think nobody uh, really has a clue what's going to happen next. Um, the the best thing that they could do, like just what the, NF, the NFL did with the draft, is kind of uh, think fast on their feet, you know. Keep, keep an open mind and think fast on their feet. Uh, come up with the, be- the best ideas they can, like uh, some of the ideas Chris just gave that are awesome, you know. If you think about it, you know it's the best way to go go with things is start creating uh situations you know the best you know hey if this happens we should do this if this happens we should do this and you know and and that's what it is and at the end of the day i think i think uh i think i think the nfl is good at doing that i i you know they they've never really uh there's a lot of things they're bad at uh thinking fast on their feet is not one of them um, so I, I think I think they'll they'll figure it. Out. I think all the sports uh, uh, all the sp- uh, sports will figure something out. Yeah, I think I think we're good. We're gonna figure it out.
0: Well, from the from the NFL draft, they um, the viewers was up to fifty five million. Um, that is so, crazy yeah, <laughs> for the draft. Thursday Thursday draft uh, viewers went up twenty five percent um saturday or friday went up to seven percent and i think i think i think saturday was i think saturday was like six percent or four percent but either way you know that that is a good sign for for the nfl and for the other sports like nba and mlb because of the fact of the matter is that if you look at it we we're desperate for sports, and we'll watch the damn draft to make us happy. So, so <laughs> it's a it's a it's a good sign. So if the NFL has to do it with no fans, I think they'll still make revenue off of, uh the Direct TV, whatever it is. They they still gonna they still gonna make their money. And the players are still going to make their money, you know, just like uh, Chris, which, which was a good idea, Chris. Maybe get more listen to these players, you know, speak more, or interview them more while the game is going on. Um, you know, just figure out ways to make it better so so we can really, for people that don't know football, maybe get a better knowledge of the game, just like just like us, you know, we're still learning as the days go by. So that's just my take on it. Um Let's let's move. Let's move on to our jets. Um, jets, of course, you know, Thursday. Uh, if y'all remember the episode, we drafted Makai Becton, uh, first round pick. So let's get into our two to seven pick. Uh, we traded down number 48, original pick, got a third round pick and drafted number 59, uh, Denzel Mims, uh Charman. Uh, what could you tell me from, from the trade and, and getting Denzel Mims, uh meant to this offense?
1: Uh, I think I think a lot of uh, people. If you listen to all the um, um, the pundits, everybody, um, all the draft analysis people, uh, they would tell you that uh, the Jets trading out of the spot they were at forty eight and still being able to snag a, court, a wide receiver like Denzel Mims uh, was an A plus move. Um, he has the size, he has the strength, he has the the catch radius. He has the speed, and, um, and um, then, of course, uh, because I, he's a, a prospect coming into the NFL, um, there is things that he needs to work on, like every other prospect, but I think the kid could be something uh, special for us, man. That was that was a brilliant move by, by, um, by Joe Douglas. They're kind of reading the tea leaves because I think a lot of people expected him to lose Mims by moving backwards. Um, there was a lot of that during this draft. A lot of Joe Douglas, kind of, uh, almost like he understood a lot of the the kind of uh, aura energy of the draft was going on. You know, I mean, there's some questionable picks in some people's eyes. Um, uh, the time will tell what what these are gonna be. But I think uh, in general, especially for this pick, I think that was a perfect. It's almost like they understood the feelings of a lot of the teams towards that one player. So they were able to move back, what was it, 10 spots, and, yeah. still, be, and still be able to get the player they, they wanted or fit a player that fit what they wanted. Uh, that, was a, that was a brilliant move, definitely.
2: And you know what? He's got, he's got talent that probably in a different draft, he might have been picked at the end of the first round, not all the way you know towards the end of the second round. So I, I definitely think you know between the trade itself going down and still getting the guy that you wanted, that was just you know if it wasn't luck it was great you know it was it was a it was a great trade. They get an extra pick out of it and they got yep. the player they want, and it's the player we need too as well. Not just one, but we definitely needed this kid. So I, I think it's a it was a great move.
0: Yeah, my in my opinion it was a great it was a great steal. Um, it was it was the wide receivers in this draft was very deep um yes. so i just i just think that it was a, it was a still uh, i know jets fans was panicking uh why why did i didn't care you know i was like this please just keep the second the second round pick for me <laughs> but you know it was other jets fans why they traded out Oh my God. And then then when they saw we got Denzel Mims, the you know fans was like, Oh my God, I love you, Joe Douglas. Like make up your damn <laughs> You know, <laughs> and it was a
2: you have to say it was a pretty big gamble too.
0: Uh, oh yeah for that to happen, but it, it
2: worked out, thank God. In the end, it, it worked out perfectly for us. So oh, it yeah. was a gamble.
0: <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, it definitely was. Um so so Chris, uh round three, number sixty eight. Um, Ashton Davis out of California, to safety. Now, why? Now, now there are two questions. What does this mean for uh, Marcus May? Because he's coming out of his last year of his uh, rookie contract. And for two, uh, do you see Ashton Davis playing maybe more uh, cornerback um, to give it a shot to see what he can do, or what, where, where do you see him playing? I still think he's going to play safety. They're going to
2: they're going to get him in there. I think with May, I think it's going to be tough. I mean, if they sign Jamal Adams to a big extension, which it, it's probably let's say he, let's say let's assume they do, and they sign Adams, there's no way they're going to give May's an extension too. You know, it's just too much money going into one position in the safety position. It's, I, I mean, I don't think anybody sees them re-signing both of them. So if you sign one, yeah, it's probably going to be Jamal Adams and he's going to get close to $20 million a season. So there's not going to be much laying around for May, and, and May's not going to take a, you know, a hometown discount here, you know, a, a team discount to stay with us. So he's probably going to sign a big deal somewhere else. So, I mean, yeah, a lot of people are like, oh, we don't need a safety. It's crazy. But you know what? This kid is good, man. He's got big-time speed. He's a good return guy as well. So and like you said, he m- he might even play some corner as well, depending on how our corners are going to play. You know, we, we did bring in a bunch of guys in, so hopefully we he doesn't have to play corner. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, he's and if he plays enough this year, he'll probably be starting alongside Adams next year.
1: Yeah, uh, impressive kid, man. Um, I know people uh people see safety and uh, by his name and they. And they all of a sudden freak out uh, about the whole thing. I understand. I understand the questions about May, And I understand, you know, about especially uh, signing a safety, then all of a sudden asking questions about what are we going to do with the safety safeties we have on the team. But understand this. Like I've been saying for a while now, um, versatility is the name of the game in the NFL. Uh, people talk about three safety looks. There you go. People talk about uh, dime looks and nickel looks. Um, he could do that. You know, he could fit in those kind of uh, scenarios. So having a players that could play multiple uh, positions in the DB room is something that's uh, honestly in the NFL that you have to have at this point. Uh, team, uh, teams are way too multiple uh, on offense that you can't you can't just give them one look because they will understand and try to. Use that against you. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I, I through the draft process, I didn't know too much about him. Um, in the last couple of days, I've been reading a lot about him and and trying and watching a, a little bit of his highlights and stuff. And you could tell that if things go the right way for him, he could be a really good play. I mean, he has athletic stuff down. He's he's a great athlete. But um, the football i q is high up there; he understands a lot about where he's supposed to be, and even when he takes angles it's not uh it doesn't look he it looks like he knows where he's supposed to go um i think i think one of the things that you i think you hear Adams talk about it a lot when he's talking about eyes he's talking about having good eyes and what that means um i think th- those are things that uh, players uh when you become, the better you become as a pro, you understand how important it is to be what you're seeing and trust what you're seeing. Uh, Take what you, you know, what you did, what you saw on on tape and bring it to the field and understand, okay, if uh, if you see a guard going this way or you go or you see a wide receiver cutting that way, understand you're saying, okay, this route kind of makes me think of this I saw on tape and being able to analyze that and kind of being able to pick that apart really simply. And I think when it comes to being a pro that implementing that in his game would make him an instant starter in the NFL, in my opinion, from what I saw. So I, I really love the pick, man. Um, I just, I love his makeup and I also love his story too.
0: Right. And I think last but not least, he's a Greg Williams kind of player tough Fairy and fast. <laughs> mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this is this is definitely. I think this is more. This is more of a Greg Williams type of guy. So you know, I think Greg Williams had had a say in this too. So, but yeah, it was a good pick overall. Um, now, now, Charmin, this pick. Uh, I don't know uh, about this pick, but Jabari <laughs> Zuniga from, from yes. Florida. So. What what could you say about about him? And we know he's an edge guy and I think he was and I think he didn't play too many games, but what could you uh what do you see in him that made uh J D take take him as a, a higher draft draft pick? He is he he's um he
1: has really good production as a pass rusher. Um where where the Jets took him on the dra- on the board, um I think the argument could be made that they were better prospects on the board as on as pass rushers um, that could have been taken. But something about the kid kind of appealed to her, to, to Douglas, I guess. Uh, when GMs make, make picks like that, a lot of people like to kill them because they say, oh, if we have deemed other players better than him, then that's the players you should take. Uh, mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way. These GMs work really hard with a bunch of draft scouts and stuff that they have, guys they have, and, you know, Uh, And they trust the information that they're given. And they also trust their eyes because I bet you Douglas has been watching his film for a while now and he thinks that he loves the kid and he thinks the kid could, uh, could thrive in New York. So I'm not going to question him on that uh, because if you, because uh, I think he, he had like 18.5 sacks. Uh, So, so, so he, he has the production. I think the difference with a lot of our edge, the edge guy. You know, the Jets have been trying to get a genuine edge guy for a while now. I think the difference between him and a lot of the guys that, we get, that we've tried to get is he's base, he's what you would look for in an edge, basically when it comes to his speed, uh, mm-hmm. quick, a uh, kind of a quick twitch athlete on the edge. You know, uh, that's I think I think his high ankle sprain is kind of what uh, kind of got in his way. Um, yes uh uh last year i think i think he's a promising guy i i will say the first time i saw the the pick i was kind of confused <laughs> definitely because i thought i had other pass rushes that was ranked higher than him but um i you no know, i i wanna i i i'm definitely um uh looking forward to what he's gonna turn into uh getting him into the jets uh locker room definitely <laughs>
2: How much higher do you think he would have went if he didn't have the ankle injury? Uh,
0: Potential. think he was in the uh, second, uh, round? This, this second round? Second round. Because mm-hmm. oh, yeah, it's I not think, like I he think, wasn't garbage. <laughs> exactly.
1: I think. I think. I think. I think. I think the injury really took apart where he was gonna, what he was gonna be. I, I if there's a lot of players in this draft that had either injuries or kind of questionable years in 2019 that. It seemed to me that NFL teams really held that against them. Uh, there's a lot of players I could think of. I can think of the top of my head. One player, Grant Delpit, that had a ridiculous in 2018. But 2019, I, I don't know where he was. It was almost like he was a totally different player. And that kind of reflected in what happened to him in the draft, where he fell to. Because yes. uh, nobody in their right mind would think after 2018 that he would have been drafted that low. So, so I think it's the same thing with Zuniga. I think, again, I uh, I, I, I won't say that I studied his game at all uh, pre-draft. So I, I wasn't really, uh, you know, I wasn't really educated on the kind of player he was. There was other players that I felt like that was better. <laughs> there was players that I thought that was way better that ended up falling uh, to the sixth round or, or wherever. The, um, um, some of them felt that I was, you know, I was questioning about so um uh but he, he does have the traits and he has yes. the production. Um um that, that I think that's different from all the other guys that we've tried to make uh Jets edge rushes in the last couple of years. I think that's mm-hmm. the difference. Light. So I will uh yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so He's gotta i gotta be better will, than that, right? <laughs> oh yeah, no, he, he <laughs> definitely is better um when you look at him on tape. He's a, he's not a flashy guy. He's very consistent, uh, from, from what I could see, he's just a consistent all around player. Even when he was injured, you could see he's pretty strong too. So, um, so I just want to see what he's going to look on the field. I I was kind of disappointed in the pick because like I said, I didn't know too much about him and there was other players that I had, had ranked higher, but, uh, Studying him now, I kind of uh, I'm just kind of excited to see what he's Going to turn into
0: I think fans was looking at that, it was like Oh no, not another Jakob!" Polite <laughs> Right <laughs> That was the first reaction Florida, rusher, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, but, Florida, but you know, Florida PTSD Yeah, this, yeah. You know, the difference, the difference is they don't have to worry About, you know, attitude You know, he's a good kid uh, Basically from a personal source But you know, it's gonna be him staying healthy. That's that's for one. Um like you know, like Sharman said, he's he's very productive. Um eighteen point five career sacks. And he had thirty four uh, thirty five tackles for for lost yards. Um second go. fastest in the forty yard dash, four point six four. Um I'm 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 looking forward to seeing what what he does. He could he could be a still and he might not. You know, he could be could be, you know, I'm not gonna say a bust, but could be just the just the wrong choice for JD, you know, but we'll but we'll see as time move along. So I'm yeah. gonna let I'm gonna let it slide until then. I'll give it another year or two to give a, a grade on him. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, so so Chris, round four, uh, Lamichael uh, Pere out of out of Florida, uh, running back. I know this is very questionable. I, I don't know if it's questionable <laughs> for you or not, Chris. Another questionable pick, but what what you, What makes you think uh, Joe Douglas made this choice? I think you know what we,
2: we need depth at running back. I mean right now we, we got Bell depth. and a lot of question marks after him powell mm. is Powell signed and I don't think so I right. don't think so he's and, not and signed I think it's,
1: I think the only kid we have on on the that i re, that I remember off the top of my head is that Adams kid right,
2: and we just oh, picked yeah. him up.
1: He might not even yeah. be signed
2: for this year. I don't know yes. if he was. What about up. what
1: about what about the the, the guy we had? Uh, the other running back we had—that's running back, wide receiver kind of—we got from B-
0: Green Bay. What's his name? Oh, um, Montgomery. He, he, Montgomery. Yeah. He's yeah. I think he a free agent as well? He well, is I, a free agent. I think. He I is. thought he signed. I thought
1: he
2: was signed two years. I, I'm,
0: I'm, I can check. But yeah, we got to. We remember. got yeah.
2: We got yeah, to make, make sure. And I know yeah. Cannon, and I think we got Cannon coming back from an injury. Yes. He wasn't anything great So listen we, Basically we definitely needed Depth at, at that position um, And well, they, you know From
0: it, reading the He's still a Jeff for now
2: Oh he is okay that's good He's a good versatile back to have
0: You know But, but it uh, seems like they they really like this kid uh, Yeah this, this Florida kid like he could potentially be the backup Instead of Montgomery because Montgomery has I don't know I don't think they used I don't think Gage used them too much no, I don't <laughs> think so either. Right. Yeah, and but I I think also with
2: uh, with Perine, I think they said he fits perfectly in in a in a sharing you know in a sharing block carrying sharing past, role. Yeah, yeah. blocker for the so, past. And his mm-hmm. one of his idols is Le'Veon Bell, so I think that works out good. So he's not going to be coming in here to take over anybody's spot or
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know I think he's going to fit in good. In that way so and he's a good short yardage guy too they said very powerful yes. even for his size he's not a big guy but um and I think that's that's something we also need as well so I, I thought it was a good pick I'm, I'm sure when i not done with with the running back I'm sure we'll pick somebody up you know during the offseason during camp if there is a camp or anything like that but yes. I think we'll be adding another guy anyway but I think this was a good pick yeah, I I think I think well that's what you you kind
1: of say it's a good pick. I think I think um a lot of the the other running backs that you would have said that was still on the board, they're more flashy guys. Uh they're more guys that are faster. I think I think that if you want to kill that kid, the one thing I think his game does not really have is that he's not fast. He really isn't. He he right. he what he has in spades is vision. And and um he's really understands where to go with the ball initially. He understands how to get to the hole, you know, and he's strong and he's like a I say look like when he's running, like it's hard for him to for to get him down. Um he, right. he you know, when he gets when he when he when the first guy hits him, that's not that the guy's not gonna bring him down easily. So That's the kind of players. And he's a pass catcher also. That was part of his game. So, so he's very versatile. That's why I think a lot of people uh, peg him for a backup role because he could kind of do the same things that Le'Veon Bell does, but not at the, at the lit level that Le'Veon Bell does. So Mm -hmm. um, it's not a, it's not a great pick in my mind. Um uh, but it's a, it's a good pick. I can't kill the kid. I don't think he's a bad running back.
2: Yeah, I just it
1: I, I just felt like there was other players on the draft on the board at that time that they could have used instead of him.
0: Yeah, well, he he got forty forty catches. He can, they, they definitely say he could catch that ball. Got forty catches, five touchdowns, and his uh, yards per carry was about five point one yards. So. And he was a team captain, so I I think I think well I think you know if he can fit that role as a backup, then you know that can work out. Um, Le'Veon Bell is still in question, but we know Le'Veon Bell is is our starter, and that's not going to change unless unless if he has a a bad season with the line that we have now, and then that's just it. But um, we'll we'll know more about his pick uh, as as you know the year year or two go by. Charmin, so you already know James Morgan, quarterback. <laughs> FIU. Uh,
1: by, by, li- by the way. Yo, go right by ahead. the way, please, um, um uh um, like um, like my guy play like a jet on Twitter says um Scott Mason. Say call him uh, Captain Morgan from now,
0: okay? <laughs> <laughs> well Mr. Captain Captain Morgan uh, <laughs> So, <laughs> uh, Connor Rogers and Matt Miller. Shout out to both of them for uh, for great draft coverage. Um, they 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 said he was uh, low low about maybe round six or round seven. Uh, behind who was about um, behind a couple of quarterbacks. But why why did Joe Douglas draft him so high in in the fourth round?
1: I think they saw something in that kid, man. I, I think you guys heard me mention his name a couple times. I think I saw him in the Shrine game, and he yeah. kind of just, he looked really good. That's why yes, when I, I came, to that. When, when I spoke to you guys after watching him, I said, that, that's a name I, I'm not hearing around at all. And I think, I think he will surprise a lot of people. And uh, like quarterbacks that are like this, um, the things that stand out, of course, if you're watching a quarterback is how he throws the ball. And he has a hell of an arm, <laughs> you know. He, he's a very, he has an, an impressive arm and he could make impressive throws. So I, you know, so I saw that uh, initially. Um, I did not know how much of a leader he was, which I found out later that he's uh, he's he's quite the character uh, meaning that he's a really good guy, really, really kind of team captain kind of uh, mm-hmm. guy. So you have you you kind of put that together with the fact that he has the potential to be to have to make all the throws. I mean, uh, watching him throw, I don't, I, I don't, you know, it it doesn't seem like he's limited when it comes to throwing the ball. Unfortunately, his mechanics is the problem. His footwork is the problem. Uh, Yes. Kind of, you know, the way he releases the ball is kind of an issue. But I think those things could be coached up. That's why, to me, taking a shot at a quarterback like that was not a mistake. A lot of people thought that it was a mistake. Uh, I don't think so. I I think I've heard multiple uh, pretty smart GM uh, uh, NFL analysts talk about the fact that even if you have a quarterback in your stable, you never stop drafting quarterbacks, especially if you see the potential in one that you that think that could be a, a a backup, or you could maybe in a year or two years time turn him into something where he shows up and he makes, he, he dazzles everybody and somebody is willing to give you a first round pick for him, you know. So you never know how it works. in In, in my mind, that was a perfect pick. I wasn't mad at that at all.
2: And you know what? And we definitely need a backup. At the very least, we definitely need a backup quarterback. I mean, right now we got what David fail as our backup quarterback. Not that he's going to come in and take that job right away, but hopefully, you know, in a, maybe by the end of the year or even next year, he'll be our main backup. Um, and he'll be, he'll be officially a gays guy because he's being drafted by gays Cause we heard that so much last year that fail was a gay guy and, all this and Falk was a gay guy. Hopefully, he's better than Falk, but but you yeah. know what I mean. At least he's going to be molded in this offense, and this is and he's going to learn this offense. And hopefully, by next year, he'll be the main backup. and And listen, best case scenario or worst case scenario worst case scenario he doesn't work out, and once again, we you know we wasted a pick on a quarterback. But best case scenario, he works out well, and then maybe next year, if teams are really that interested in it, maybe you could get a decent pick for him, you know, yes. and then we just pick up another guy to be our backup. So thankfully the, we don't need a quarterback, but a backup, yeah, we could
1: use. And this is the and this is the thing with the draft, man. Like I mean we we've we've kind of uh beaten the dead oars talking about the fact that the, the um the draft is a crapshoot. You know, you you do all your homework and like I like I said, I you know there's players that I thought that were middle to late second round picks or some, in some, in some cases I thought there were high second round picks and they ended up all the way in the fifth and sixth round, you know, I, I mean, I, and it wasn't just my evaluation of the player. It was multiple, you know, some of the better evaluation evaluated play um, players that around the league uh, people that I, we all think that are pretty good at their jobs. And these people fail. So I mean, you know, I don't think I don't think it's a waste of a pick. Uh even if it doesn't work out, I think the traits are there. Uh so I don't I'm not really mad at the Jets for taking the shot.
0: Hmm. Right. Um, so Chris, you got uh Cameron Clark out of Charlotte, another tackle. Um two time two time captain uh with what makes us Joe Douglas don't get enough of his uh tackles and is uh mm-hmm. trying to rework the offensive line, huh? Yeah, he looks like he's definitely
2: gonna be a good depth depth guy. I don't know if he's gonna be coming in as a starter, but um, like he like he said, he was a two time captain. I think that was one of the uh, themes of this draft was he got I think four team captains on his team, so he's getting that he's trying to build up the character, trying to bring in guys that you know that's gonna fit the mold of the team he's trying to produce here so uh i think it's a great pick you know i mean he's he's totally revamped his offensive line in one year quicker than um than matt could have done in all the years he was here i mean <laughs> it's just ridiculous how well he's done mm. i'm not saying it's a strength by any by any you know by any uh, by any means but we at least we got depth now and we got players in there that we know that could play the position they're not going to be all pros, but you know what? at least um, Sam's not going to be dropping back and running for yes. his life now, you know so I, I this is a good pick, man. you know what? It's another lottery ticket, it's another possibility this kid might be great, he might be a good backup just for depth at, at the very least, which is great. that's what we need you know so i I, I like this pick a lot
1: yeah um i like I like the pick for the for the simple fact that I think the things that stand out to you when you see him play is he's very a very powerful guy you know it's like when he gets his hands on the, or the defensive player it's either they're going down or they're going backwards um he, it, it's almost like he is uh he's rock solid he's uh both in his hips and his legs and his upper body uh of course because you know you don't fall that far in the draft unless you have glaring issues, especially at tackle or offensive line position. And uh, I, most of it is technical, in my opinion. Um, probably that could probably be ironed out. Uh, add on the fact that he played in a small school. You know the the quality of his opponents matter here. You know he never really saw a lot of high end defensive ends or defensive tackles. So. Um, uh, I heard, a, I, I read a lot of, uh, different, uh, kind of, uh, analysis on his game. And, and it sounds like he, his game is better suited for God, which I don't really, I can't argue with, um, that much. Um, he's not the better, a- he's not as good as an, of an athlete. So you want a guy like that inside, uh, in the phone booth, uh, that's what, you know, so, um, I mean, we'll see, but the pick itself, I'm not mad at it. Like Chris said, you know, uh, yes. Joe Douglas came into the draft wanting to really beef up this offensive line, and he did it in spades, man. He did as the best he, cared, he could, both in uh, free agency and in the draft. So I like, I like the pick.
0: Yeah, and also he ganked his attention for his performance against Clemson last, yes. last year as well. Yes. If anybody yes. wants to know know where 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 his attention came from, uh, yeah. And if you remember,
1: if you remember, um, anybody that remember the kind of players that um, Clemson has uh, in their front four, In their front seven, he was he was throwing some of them around. So you're not you're not you're not you know even if you're from a small school, you get your hands on on you know SEC caliber you know defensive linemen, and then you're throwing them
0: around. You're pretty good, <laughs> right. Exactly. So, so, Charmin. we got Bryce Hall, uh, the quarterback, Virginia, uh, without his injury, could have, could have been second or third round potential. Yes, man.
1: Uh, that name has been ringing off the hook for a while, man. People talking about that kid and his potential. And I think the injury really kind of decimated his, his 2019. Um, there's way too much tape showing this kid how good this kid is, man, for, 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 he is not a fifth-round pick. You know, it, that's, you know, not the talented player that we saw. I, I know – So even if you watch some of the highlights, um, I saw him play a couple times, and, and he looked like the better DB on the field every time I saw him play. So, uh, impressive corner, man. Uh, definitely one of the players I thought the Jets would, could get their hands on, and I was really happy that they got him. I think – again, I think uh, – I think um, this whole uh, this whole situation where player teams couldn't really meet with a lot of players and basically uh, get, uh, have eyes on them and see how they're progressing, I think that helped here because he was injured and nobody knew what where in his uh, uh, recovery he was. I think that kind of helped him fall to where he was uh, mm. because, I mean, the kind of talent I saw – him play with that, he would, like, like Davin said, man, he's definitely not, not a fifth round pick. He's he, like the, the worst for me in my, is like a late second to early third to me. That, that was what he was in my mind. So very impressive kid. And I, um, I'm just uh excited to see what he could become uh in Greg, with Greg
2: Williams. Yeah. I, I, I liked his pick a lot. But, you know, it's great that he dropped, I mean, it's bad for him that he dropped, but it's great for us that he dropped this far. And um, let's just hope he's healthy enough and he could come in and play right away, because he could, like you said, he could. He's he's definitely good. So uh, it's just a matter of keeping him healthy now.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah just like uh, bless on Austin, uh, mm-hmm. uh, for our very own, um Basically, he he wasn't injured. They said he had his second, you know, second to third round potential. So you know, it, it could all work out. But I think this kid is really going to come in hungry, and hopefully, he'll play the same way like how he did um, before he got to, before he had that injury. So only time would tell. But I think it was a good pick as well. Yeah, you know what? And,
2: in the end, just to just say one more thing. In the end, mm-hmm. the more guys you bring in in the position, the better yeah. chance we'll have one of them or two or three that's going to be. Really good. That's going to stick. I mean, it's at least we got depth now. I think this position and even the offensive line we said earlier, you know, like last year, you felt like we were picking guys off the waiver wire every week, you know, starting a different guy here. Offensive line, how many different combinations we have last year, you know? And and corner two was a, you know, influx of guys coming in and out and, you know, picking this guy up. The mark of a history.
1: bad, yeah, the mark um, of a bad organization that was not prepared for the season. Right, and yes. and and I think and I think <laughs> this is I think um, more than anything. I think as Jets fans, I think that's what we're more excited about, most excited about, um, the fact that uh, it seems like Joe Douglas is kind. He kind of has, he has his fingers on the pulse of the team, understands what the team's needs are, and and like he drastically. Uh, he goes above and beyond to make sure that these positions get filled, not only just by plugging in uh, players that, that, you know, a player, but a player that seems not only to be able to fit what they're doing on the field, but also what he feels like a culture changing type players. If you if you um if you uh will listen to what we were talking about, a lot of those players were team captains or team leaders. Uh so um so there's definitely it smells like a, a different kind of uh, movement at one jets drive, definitely.
0: Yes, agree totally. And Chris, round six, Brandon Man a punter from Texas a Uh
2: I I like this pick too, man. Um Supposedly, this guy was the best punter in in college last year. He's got a strong leg. Um, he's a you know what a good punter is a great weapon to have in yes. um, in football. So I'm, I'm I'm all for this pick. I know a lot of people are like oh why did you draft a punter? <laughs> we don't we don't need one. I think oh, we had I don't know if Edwards is still on the team, but you know what to get a, a guy that if if he is as good as they say he is. Then this is a this is a really good pick, man. We we've seen how punters could really set up your your team. Yes. So, um, you know, with, uh, sending the team inside the ten, you know, getting them deep in there on on their side of the ball, on this side of the field, I should say. So, I I think you know what, taking a chance on a good punter, I think that's a good pick. I mean, I hope hope we could find a good. Uh, field goal kicker because I think that's where we lacked and I don't know if uh the guy we had or the guy that we signed is going to be any better than what we had last year but that's that's a whole other story.
1: Yes uh that's definitely a whole other story but, <laughs> yeah. but yeah I think uh Braden Mann has the accolades to prove that he was the better the best uh punter in college um he, he, I think he broke some records that had been on the books in college for a while. And, and so, plus, he
2: kicks off too, right?
1: Yeah, he does, does he? as well. Think, yeah, yeah, I think I so. I, I read think that. so. Yeah, I yeah. think he does too. Yeah. So he he has a hell of a leg, man. I think, I think uh, as soon as his name came up, one of the first things that was said was that he's uh, that he is he was the nation's best punter. And uh, so so listen, he he has the qualities again. This is this is this is what you do. You get the best that you can get in house and try to see if you could mold them into f- to fit what you do. And uh we know that we've we the last couple of years we've had uh we've had two our uh special teams have been pretty good on the uh Mr. Mr. Boyer, that's his name, right? Brent Boyer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. So so I'm I'm counting on the fact that Brent Boyer could mold this kid into a hell of a weapon, like Chris just said. So, and he, he could definitely cause damage for teams.
0: Well, hopefully we won't. Oh, we won't overwork him because the Jets lead the league, <laughs> yeah, lead the league, <laughs> and most punts were eighty-seven last season. Yeah, we don't want to do that. Huh. So we don't want to mm-hmm. overwork the kid in this first season. But definitely a good pick. <laughs> and last but not least, Sharman They traded the uh, they the two hundred eleventh pick, which was the. Which was the pick they got to the trade from the Chiefs uh, when we traded Darren Lee, and they traded that pick. And when they got Quincy William, Wilson, sorry, Quincy Wilson, the quarter, quarterback cornerback from the Colts, um, what what made Joe Douglas do this, and and what can what could the kid bring to the table?
1: Well, we know that the Jets have uh, a very close connection with the Colts front office because uh, I f- forget his name. Uh, used to work Rex for the Jets, Hogan. now works Hogan, yeah, works for the Jets for the Colts now, um, so there is a connection there, so they definitely have an inside track on a lot of the things going on, uh, Quincy Wilson was a, sec, I think he was a second round pick uh, a couple of years ago uh, was a really promising kid um, I think he never fit, really they tried They uh, tried to fit a kind of a square peg in a round hole kind of, kind of vibe was going on over there um he he's more of a man on on our corner and they were trying to get him to play zone um but i think he fits more with greg what greg Williams likes to do put you out on an island kind of vibe so um definitely impressed with that move there um because he definitely um uh fits what they what what we will need on 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 defense and like chris said before. The more bodies we have, the better, you know. T- you know, five shots at a target is better than one shot. You know, maybe one one of them hit dead center. You know, so I I, I love the I love the fact that they're just he uh, Joe Douglas just con- continuously turning to make sure that he gets the positions filled that he needs to.
0: All right. Uh, oh, so you ain't got no take, Chris? All right. Uh, so. <laughs> no,
2: no, I, I just no, I I should. No, he said just about everything. I think, I think I said it earlier. With <clears throat> just adding more bodies to the position is something that we lacked so much last year. Now we got, you know, and we also got we got the youth, we got the, the guys that we drafted, yep. and yeah. we also added veterans that could possibly take over as starters. And you know, in our secondary, I mean, there's tons of openings in the cornerback position for us. So, I'm I'm all for it. You know, and for a six round pick, or right, was it was a six or a seven.
0: It was a six. It was, it a, was six. a six. So,
2: to yeah. me, it's worth it because you were going to get basically – I don't want to say the same player, but you were going to take a chance with a player anyway in the sixth round if you were going to get a corner. So, and, and now you two, got somebody two, who's I got think, some experience.
1: Right, exactly. And and that was the thing. I think, I think he's only what, what – I think he's like 24 years old or something like yeah, so that. Yeah, yeah I think it's only his
2: second or third year in the league.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you're getting a kid that's been in the NFL for two years – for a sixth-round pick, I mean, he has to have some level of, uh, um, you know, he he would be better than a sixth-round pick in my in my opinion. You know, you can't, you know, normally you're getting a, a, a below-average uh, player with with no ex, um, no NFL experience when you pick picking the sixth. Then you, if you could trade that to get a player with NFL experience, plus he had the traits. It's not yeah. it's not like he was the best. He was a better player. He was. Drafted in the second round. He wasn't a bad player. So, I just think the fit didn't work out the way he was. So, uh, man, that was a good – I, I like that. I mean, I mean, uh, over this draft, uh, Joe Douglas impressed me, man, a lot. All
0: right. Now, so, what's the grade? What's the grade we give Joe Douglas uh, for his draft?
2: Uh, I would give him a B, you know. Was it an A? It was close to an A, I guess. It depends on how well these guys pan out, obviously. It could go up and it could go down by the end or, of uh, this year or next year, but I, I would give him a solid B. Yeah, yeah. I,
1: I would go. I would go B plus for me because, yes. in my opinion, the only reason why I'm not giving an A is because um, I, I still, again, I'm not saying it's the the a bad pick, but the the P Ryan uh, pick um, was kind of questionable to me. You know, again, I could be dead wrong, and he and, you know, watching his tape and and studying the kid for the last couple of years, the scouts know what they're doing. And, and they, you know, they pick, you know, and I thought the same thing with the Zuniga pick, you know, um, you know, I I felt like there were other pass rushers that had more, that had better traits or more production than him, but I could be wrong. Uh, like I said, um, you know, so, so just because of those two picks, I would go, I want to give him a B, I'd give him a B plus.
0: I think I give him. Yeah, I give him a B plus too. Um, he he actually got more draft picks, and and he actually did something you know. Uh, Mac Mac hasn't really done, and that's really do do due, due diligence on on these on these uh, young kids, and you know, and and it seems like the draft basically went his way. He made it more. He like took control of the draft of making it. More of okay, this is this is how I want it, and this is how I'm going to capitalize. So if he didn't like Matt, I think Matt picked just the panic. I think he panicked, but you know Joe Joe Douglas actually capitalized and and he know and he knew what he was doing. Um, he learned from two two great GMS um, at you know two great GMS, and I think he learned from it, and and, and we saw that. And I think we expect him to see more of that. <laughs> so um he definitely deserves a B plus. Um still questionable about a couple of his choices, picks, but definitely, definitely capitalized, and he definitely deserves deserves his credit. So I'll go with a B plus as well. So now that we got that, got the Jets picks out the way, um, winners, winners and losers of the of the draft. We can start off with the winners and Chris. Um what, what three teams do uh, you think are winners and why? Uh, definitely
2: one that I loved maybe the most was, I thought, Denver. Denver hmm. loaded up on offense, mm-hmm. man. Lord. Yeah. Yes. I, I would definitely consider them as a, as a winner for sure. Um, they, they're going to be a team to, to watch out for this year. If, if Locke continues to improve. That uh, that that's gonna be some team, man. I, I know they're in a, a tough division. That whole division is gonna be good, but they're definitely one team, man. That did a great job um, improving. And I thought, I, I know the the first pick was a little questionable, but the Cowboys, I thought overall did a pretty good job uh, with, yep. with their draft. True. Even though I know CD Lamb, I know a lot of people are like, well, they don't need a receiver, but you know what? They got him, and that's gonna be some offense with him on it. I'll tell you that. Yep. If, uh, that Prescott could do anything there. They got Trayvon Diggs as well. Yes. Um, So I I think they they, they did a great job as well. Um, For me, the big loser, and I I, I still can't understand it. I didn't look at any interviews either, why they made these (laughs) picks. But Green Bay, I thought was the big loser. I'm I'm sorry. Not just, okay, they picked Jordan Love in the first round. I get it, it's... Basically the same thing with Aaron Rodgers. They still had Brett Favre. I get it. They're getting up there in age. He's got a few more years left. All that stuff. But I mean, I, I'm I'm more listen. They're 13 and three last year. They were a couple of players away. I mean, they were a win away, especially from the Super Bowl. So why are you worrying about your your you know your next quarterback now?
0: I mean, now you should be going for
2: the Super Bowl. Um, I agree.
0: And they didn't draft no wide receivers, neither. So that was was questionable. Right. That was the next thing I was going to say.
2: They needed receivers, and they did nothing to improve that position.
0: Mm
2: -hmm, Yeah, and they
1: drafted the kid, the A.J. Dillon running back. Does he really fit what they do? That that kid is basically a a bruiser. He's a bruiser running back.
2: And then in the third round, this is even – third round, they pick a blocking tight end. Like, (laughs) get this guy some weapons. Don't (laughs) – you know, I – Aaron Rodgers must be like, "What the hell are you doing to me over here?" So I, I think they were the big losers for sure, to me.
0: Mm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah,
2: I agree with your. They better hope Jordan Love turns out to be an unbelievable quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. That's the only way that's going to save this draft.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with your Green Bay uh, for a loser pick. I like. I was very. Uh, was a weird pick for them, man. Uh, weird picks for them. I questioned Dallas's uh, uh, pick uh, at the wide receiver, uh, C.D. Lamb, at first. But then, um, you know, you you know, you guys know how I always dig and dig and dig and find. And and a lot of uh, people that I trust after the fact uh, said that he probably could kick inside and play slot, and that makes a lot of sense. Because if you could put – put uh, um, what, what's his name? The guy that just paid $100 million, put him on one side and put the okay. other kid on the other side and put that kid in the, in, in the slot, mm-hmm. it's going to be a problem. Oh, that yeah. offense is going to be a problem. I mean, eh, man, you – And you f- said that Elliot is the running back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was about to say, how the hell are you going gonna to load the box against them? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, you're done, you know? So – so yeah, man, that was a great pick. Uh, I think uh, the Vikings is a team that I was yes. pretty surprised. I was like, I mean, hey, Davin, you know how my how our feelings are with the Vikings?
0: <laughs> and maybe it's you know? more towards the players and not the team. Uh, yeah, they got Justin Jefferson, <laughs> and they actually yes. drafted real good. Um yes. I think they was maybe number Jeff- one, number one yeah. winner out of that draft.
1: Jeff Gladney, man. Come on, man. I love Jeff Gladney. I thought Jeff Gladney could go high, should have gone higher than he went uh in the draft. Most definitely. I thought he should have been picked a little earlier. Um Cam Dansler went there to them. I mean, man, I, I was I was pretty Troy Die, the the linebacker. I mean, I listen, I was really impressed with with them with uh, with the Vikings. I was really impressed with them. Um there was somebody else. Oh yeah, the new look Patriots. Mm. Oh no, not. I'm not talking about the Patriots. I'm talking about the Buccaneers. <laughs> That's what I'm <laughs> talking about. Yeah, they had a hell of a draft, man. Um, they definitely looked like you know they were loading up for for um for the Patriots for um again not the Patriots um for because <laughs> it seems like every Patriot goes to the uh, goes to um go went went down to Tampa Bay but they didn't um but I think I think they're putting themselves into a really good position man they have the offense I think they really um uh, I think after before the draft we spoke about the fact that they were lacking a tackle they're not lacking a tackle anymore you know they did a pretty good job in the draft of getting getting their positions of need um in place so you know I mean worfs could turn into I mean, Anton Winfield. I mean, pair Anton Winfield with Bowles, and Anton Winfield is a hell of a playmaker. Bowles is gonna treat him right down there, man. I, I really, I really love that that kid. And Tyler Johnson was one of those wide receiver names that kept coming over, coming up over and over again pre-draft. Uh, so that was a really good pick in my mind. So they really, definitely did what they could, and they're gonna be they're gonna be an impressive team again. Uh, this season, so I, I was really I, I really like that. But I think another team, I think that was a loser. Or I am I had a questionable draft was Seattle. Like I I, I Seattle does that every year, man. They pick these players that I don't understand. You know, I I mean, Jordan mm-hmm. Brooks is a good player, but I don't I didn't pick him for to be a first round linebacker. You know, You're I correct. thought there were other linebackers on the field. That you know that I thought that was a that was better you know and and, and the same the same goes for Darrell Taylor you know out of Tennessee I don't I don't I, you know I don't get it but again like I said you know they always do this they always pick these players that out of left field you know nobody thought they were going they should pick so but that that that's my winners and losers
0: one one team. I, I hate to say this team name, but I'm going to say this team name as one winner was the New York Giants. Uh True. That a, Yes. Uh, and you know they got the offensive lineman and Andrew Thomas, Matt Park, um, Perk, Whatever how you say his name. Yes. Uh, for, yeah. Yes. Um, they also got Xavier McKinney, and that yes. and, and that and that was a pick that. Definitely, the Giants needed, especially in that new secondary, and also they had gotten cornerback uh, Chris Williamson. So, it, it they 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 trying to. government actually had an, a, an impressive draft, a better draft than the year before. You know, the year before was more confusing, but this draft, I was like, okay, y'all y'all actually did a real good job, and I and I like what I I like what I see out of y'all, but
1: also. I wanted not, not to, not to um, interrupt your, your thing, but I want to make a point about the draft, the Giants draft. Um, I should have mentioned them when, I, when it was my turn. I'm sorry. But <laughs> nah, right defin- definitely they made a point in drafting offensive linemen that a hell of a lot good at blocking for the run. Uh, Andrew Thomas, his blocking grades were high, like really, really high. He's really good at blocking for the run. And that kid they got from Oregon, the guard, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Lemieux, same. Yeah. He was not the best pass rush, pass blocker, but when it came to a downhill blocking for the run, you combine these weapons with the kid they have as a running back, you know who he is. I'm not going to say his name. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's, you know, it's going to, they've done a pretty good job. And one name I wanted to bring up too, that, uh I'm um, davin was Darna Holmes a UCLA cornerback? That was a hell of a pick too at the position, at the especially at the point that they got him.
0: Yeah, and also, um, also my other one would be the the goddamn Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, they they seem <laughs> like they can never get much better than what it is. Oh so my you, god! You get your linebacker, you get your linebacker uh, Patrick Queen, and then yeah. all of a sudden. You get running back J.K. Dot Dot JK. J.K. Dobbins, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then then you still go get a defensive tackle. Then you go get your wide receiver. Like they, like the Ravens find some trying to find some way to win the Super Bowl, but they still is impressive in the draft. So and
2: it's like they didn't even need those guys, but they got them. You know, exactly, it's like they they're already a team to look out for. Obviously, you know they they were great last year until they got into the playoffs, but I mean, this is a team that just loaded up. I mean, and I I think I told (laughs) you guys earlier, this is a team that's going to be hungry because of what happened last year. Yes. You know, like, they had a great season. They weren't looking to go one and done last year. They They were looking to go to the Super Bowl, so now they got this extra hunger from last year, and they got that bad taste in their mouth from last year, so you know they're going to be Gunning for the Super Bowl this year, so this is a team to watch out for without a doubt. And yes. they
0: put on a great draft, so I agree. Most definitely. Uh, and I guess the last team I'm going to say for my winner is uh, the Cleveland Browns, um, Cedric Wills, and then, then you get uh, Nick Harris, offensive lineman, you get Donovan Peoples Jones at the sixth round, uh, which they thought he was going to be fourth or fifth round. Um mm-hmm. And then you get tight end Harrison Bryant, uh, and you know. But the, the Cleveland Browns are actually trying to do something with their offense. Um, I don't know too much about their defense. Maybe their defense is still in question, but at least they are doing something to try to win. To trying to win something in Cleveland. Um So, but but they they are winning in my book. So I, I give Cleveland they credit. Now for my losers. Um, I'm not gonna say the Eagles, even though they had a couple of questionable picks <laughs> and Jalen Hurts, Definitely. and you know the wide receiver Chris, and that's no disrespect. But yeah. I'm not gonna pick them as a losers. Um, I think I want to pick the Chicago Bears. Yep that's one. Mm. Why would you draft the tight? Why would you draft the tight end? You 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 saw Jimmy Graham that you got you got <laughs> like eight eight or nine tight ends. I, I don't understand why. You you draft the tight end and then you draft the cornerback uh, Jalen Johnson, uh, and then you draft edge rusher um, Gibson. Pick was way too early in my opinion. Yeah. But I I just didn't understand Chicago Bears and also I'm going to go with the Atlanta Falcons. Only reason why I'm going with the Falcons is because of that that first round pick. What the hell is the Falcons? What the hell is they thinking? <laughs> But didn't we like, do this last year, right?
2: Didn't we? <laughs> oh, it, my, I yeah. felt like we're having we're having the same conversation about the Falcons. You know, like they were they didn't have a good a good one last year either. So it's like yeah. it's not surprising anymore.
0: Oh, uh, I don't think nothing is surprising yeah. anymore. <laughs> no, I mean,
2: yeah, this they, is two years in a row. Yes. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. The kid, the, the 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 AJ Terrell pick was kind of a a, a surprise. I i um I think I think. Uh, we thought there were better corners on the board where they took him. I mean, at 16, I don't think a lot of people had. I think a lot of people had AJ Terrell as a second round pick, not a first round pick, let alone a, a 16 overall. Yes, I don't know about that. You know, um, um, I was on, the only pick for me that was impressive for me that they did was Hennessy. Um, I yeah, watching him at the Senior Bowl. He's he's an impressive center. I like him, but that other than that, I all these picks, I, Malin Davidson, eh, Yeah, I mean, he's okay. And the AJ Terrell, to me, they, they definitely could have gotten a better player. I was like, why isn't Gladney, why wasn't Gladney? Died? I don't, I don't get it. Uh, um, yeah, I agree. I
0: and agree. the last, no, and the last one was the the Steelers, uh, just for drafting Chase Claypool before uh, Denzel Mans. <laughs> um, they also drafted the edge rusher Alex Highsmith. Oh, well, we should say thank you for the, for them doing that. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, thank thank y'all. But, right. <laughs> and, um, and Anthony McFarlane Jr. Uh, yes, not not a well-rounded back. And there was better options, way better options than him. So I don't I don't know, but I'm sorry still, you I had me, yeah, y'all, y'all. You know, I gave y'all a good one last year, but yeah, y'all, yeah, this year was no no good. <laughs> but but I know Sharma didn't like the Chase Claypool pick, so I, he he'll agree with it, me on that one. It's
1: not yeah the thing the thing about Claypool is I I like again I I keep saying the same thing over and over again uh um you know Notre Dame is on television all the time and I had never when he ran and he 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 performed the way he performed at the at the at the combine I was ridiculously surprised I was like. Well, who's that guy? Because that that guy wasn't the same guy I watched play football, you know. Because yes. it seemed like he moved way slower and he was not as athletic. That's just my opinion, but it just felt like he was not that as athletic as his numbers in the combine shows on the field. And uh, and um, you know when I when you see those kind of things and kind of you know you question the picks,
2: the pick. Well, you gotta in, remember too they opinion. they they didn't have a first round pick because they traded it away for. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, true. So, mm. so you got to put so Minka, Minka. yeah. If
1: you put Minka in that that draft, I mean,
2: yeah. So it wasn't that bad. I mean, it was yeah. still bad. Don't get me yeah. wrong; it wasn't great, <laughs> it was, it <laughs> right? Was about it was
0: bad. That and then
2: uh, what I what I think too is that they didn't find a quarterback. I think they could have drafted a oh. quarterback later somewhere. That, oh no, man, that, now that I can agree but They could
0: have
2: yeah, worked
0: because, with, uh, with Jake from Yeah, I mean, a lot I, of people I, weren't I, liking Jake From <laughs> I they guess, said they yeah, didn't like dropped, his attitude, man. I think. Yeah. Oh was? Oh, okay. Yeah, they said it was really? like mostly his attitude. Yeah, I mm, think it wow. was uh, from Connor Rogers and Matt Miller. I I think okay. it was one of the reasons. But um I think it was more more so of that because they uh they had him like like number two, I think second round, third round, if I recall. Yeah,
1: I think late second, it, thir- yeah. early
0: third, kind of, yeah. Yeah, they they had him really high in that in that draft, and and he dropped like fifth round, like right after uh, right after we got James Morgan, which which was crazy. Yep. But but yeah, but I agree with you, Chris. Other than that, the Packers are the biggest loser in that draft. <laughs> and the Detroit Lions ain't do nothing <laughs> neither, neither. So let's not forget about the Lions and Texas. Yeah. The Texans. Well, we we, uh, we yeah, we not gonna forget about y'all. <laughs> we're not going to forget about y'all too. I <laughs> not gonna about you. Right, we're not going to forget about y'all too. Don't think y'all getting away with it this week. But they, but that's it for our podcast. Uh, follow us on uh, Twitter, Just Fans Podcast. And until next week, we're taking flight. We're out of here. Take flight.
1: Take flight.